It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Welcome everybody to the Locked On Wizards podcast. I'm your host Noah Getzel. Uh, tonight we are joined by Brandon Wynn, uh, Wizards extra reporter. We are talking about the Wizards getting absolutely smoked. It was never truly a game uh, against the Houston Rockets in Houston, dominated by James Harden, who had 38 points. He was one rebound away from a triple-double, 38 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. He didn't even play in the fourth quarter, essentially, as the the Rockets wrap things up. Brandon, we just saw the game. Uh, It just ended here Tuesday night. What what surprised you? (laughs) What did you think that the Wizards were possibly going to steal one from a team who had their conference all wrapped up, had their number one seed wrapped up. Um, what do you think? I thought it was going to be a more competitive game, but I mean, they just couldn't keep the, they just couldn't keep the Rockets out of the paint at, at all. Like, what, they gave up 48 points in the paint. Yeah. And they, and they couldn't the guard the three-point line. Yeah. I mean, and, the, the one game the Wizards shot well from three, they made 12 of... 25, which is 48%. Like, the Rockets hit 16 of them. They shot, what did you say, 46 threes? They shot 46 threes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the points in the paint was was ridiculous because at the end of the third quarter, the Rockets were leading 95-75. The Wizards had 10 points in the paint. They were getting outscored 36-10. to 10. It ended up being 48-24, to 24, but how do you... I don't even get it. Like, how do you not get a single easy basket? How do you get no layups throughout a game? Or, or is Houston that good defensively? They can't be if the Wizards shot 30, 52%. What's going on? I guess that's just what happens when the ball stops moving. Like, you saw how you saw how Wall and Beal were going one-on-one a lot. Mm-hmm. And you also saw how out of sync Wall seemed to be with his teammates. I mean, sure, he had... 10 assists, but he also had those 8 turnovers, which is a terrible assist-to-turnover ratio. Yeah. And he, yeah, and he shot 3 of 10 for the field as well, so he wasn't really getting the most out of his possessions. I've got to double-check how many turnovers he had his first game back, because I know he had 14 assists. I think it, it was only 4. It was much better. I, I think this game kind of solidified in my mind the reason why... James Harden not only has his own candy, I forgot what they're called, they're called like the weird beard gummies or something like that, <laughs> but um, you know, like there's there's no doubt whatsoever that he should be MVP, like imagine this Rockets team without Harden, would they make the playoffs? 
I probably sneak in with you know Chris Paul and Clint Capella, um, but Harden is just unstoppable off like on offense. There's no player. You were saying earlier that maybe John Wall should have tried to keep up with him because he's at least quick enough. But the Wizards had no answer, and there were a lot of mismatches, like you were saying with uh Markeith Morris trying to trying to check him, and that's just you know recipe for disaster. Um, the Wizards. Do you th- what do you think went wrong with the Wizards defense tonight? Was it just that James Harden is a freak of nature and it's really tough to contain him because, you know, the Rockets have so many shooters if you try and double him? Or is it more of, like, a, a lack of communication and ability to switch well off pick and rolls? What did you say? I think it was just James Harden being James Harden. Yeah. He, it wasn't like he was getting wide-open looks. He was making contested fadeaway step-back three-pointers. And when you have a guy going off like that, there's very little you can do. And like you said, if you double him, he has so many three-point shooters around him that they're going to get a good look every time down the court just because of how how um, dominant James Harden is on offense. Yeah. And then aside from Harden, who shot 12 of 18, which is you know an awesome percentage in, in itself, two-thirds of the shots... Uh, Clinton Capella made 9 of 10. He just got layup after layup. He finished with a double-double, 21 points, 10 rebounds, um, and two blocks as well. And then the only other guy, actually, that that was, was that it for double figures? For No, we had uh, Gerald Green, too, um, who hit four three-pointers. He, he scored 16 for the Rockets, and it's it was kind of like a quiet 120 points, if that exists, but... Well, not necessarily. Like, 71 points allowed in the first half. That's <laughs> that's a little bit more allowed. The Wizards just had, yeah, the first two quarters. Wizards defense kind of, you know, locked down a little bit in the second half. But 35 in the first quarter allowed. 36 in the in second quarter. So, I mean, it's, it's tough to even turn things around defensively and try and get any shot at a game if you're already allowing 71 points and down 22 at halftime. I, yeah, I wonder how the yeah. I just I think it's the Wizards don't have the right mentality and haven't been prepared for a lot of games as they've now lost three of their last four and six of their last nine. Like we'll talk about it in a little bit, but every team in the East who's kind of our rival, everyone but the Bucks maybe everybody is streaking. The Sixers went for eleven straight. The Cavs are playing, you know, their best basketball of the year. They just beat the Rockets. I'm sorry, not the Rockets. The Wizards lost to the Rockets. The Cavs beat Toronto. And then you mentioned, like, Indiana's on a five-game winning streak. And even the the Heat look like they're kind of playing some solid solid uh, games together now. It's, it's just really upsetting and depressing. And I know it's going to be a totally different story once the playoffs roll in because, you know, that kind of changes everything. But... It's, I don't know. I don't know what to think of this inconsistent Wizards team. What else did you, were there any kind of players that stood out on the Wizards who actually performed decently in your mind tonight? Outside of Bradley Beal, there's no one who performed decently on on the Wizards tonight. Yeah. I mean, he was was the only one who had somewhat of an impact on on the game because he scored 27 points in. He did so on ten of fifteen shooting, but yeah, yeah, no one outside the Wizards really did much of anything. Like Morris is getting cooked by James Harden. Otto only had seven shot attempts for twelve points. Gortat 
had one rebound in 14 minutes. Yeah, yeah, no one did anything. Another guy who's really struggling as of uh, recently is Kelly Oubre. Uh, I know who went two of 11 tonight, just one of seven from beyond the arc, and. Uh, last game he was two of eight. The one before that he was two of fourteen against uh, Charlotte, even though the Wizards won it. So, I I think he's got to get back to playing defense. And he had one steal tonight, but he's got to get back to you know his defense creating offense. I want to see him being the high energy guy. Who I mean, I don't want him to pass up open shots, but at the same time, like I kind of enjoyed it a little bit more when he would just get like three steel dunks a game and that and maybe like six rebounds or something and that would be it's it's great that he can catch and shoot but when he's cold man is he like frozen and it's 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 tough because he's such a streaky guy you have no idea if he's gonna swish it or hit only the backboard do you why do you think uber has been kind of off the past couple of games do you feel like it's beyond just you know missing threes and missing shots or do you think he's just playing a little bit less confidently at this point right now? I think he's playing a little less confidently. I think he's letting his um, his struggles on offense affect the way he's playing defense. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, like you mentioned earlier, his defense hasn't been what it should be given the attributes he has on that end of the floor. So yeah, I would say he's... Like if I was Scott Brooks, I would just tell him to focus more on the defensive end and slowly and gradually let your offensive game come back because he can't keep jacking up shots. Yeah. Another weak point for the Wizards, um, which has, you know, kind of been a recurring theme for a while, probably since like February, is they had eleven turnovers in the first half. And overall they had seventeen, which led to twenty one points for the Rockets. Um Wizards ended up losing by sixteen. But seventeen turnovers it's it's not a good look, and there's been a lot of games where they've had in the high teens and low twenties. And I think, I think this game, as we mentioned, like John Wall seems like he's kind of to blame because nobody on the team had more than two turnovers besides Wall, who had eight. So he's probably just you know getting his legs back under him. Did it seem to you like he was trying to do too much in terms of carrying too much of a load and forcing passes, or what do you think was was there any like common? theme to all of his turnovers and giveaways tonight he was trying to do a little too much i mean there were at least three to four plays where he got into the lane and there were three defenders around him he had nowhere to go in the air he tried to turn around and um find open shooter but there was just no one behind him mm-hmm. so he was just trying to force plays that weren't there and that's that goes back to my point i made earlier that he just seemed a little out of sync with his teammates yeah, and I I didn't uh, see the very beginning of this game, but I mean it started off relatively close. Um, let's see, the Wizards went down twenty two to fifteen in the first quarter, and thirty one twenty two. I mean, when you're allowing thirty five thirty six points a quarter, you you just like need to realize it's not sustainable at all. Even if the Rockets start missing, you're just not going to win the game. The, the Wizards ended up shooting a higher percentage. They, they shot uh, 52%, whereas the Rockets were only 51%. Or I guess the Wizards were 52.8, so 53%. It's, I don't know, it's, it's confounding. Because you see these games a lot, actually, in the Wizards season, where they shoot well enough, they score over 100 points, and yet they still get beat. And a lot of the time, it's not even a, an opponent who's the offensive firepower and arsenal that uh, the Rockets have. So 
I think something's really got to change. Uh, someone's got to light a spark. Some people have to start playing defense, but the Wizards have kind of tried to cakewalk through the end of the season where you're trying to build all of your momentum um, and, and make it into, you know, into the playoffs on a winning note. Um, I think that's kind of all the frustration I want to vent about this Wizards-Rockets game. But we're going to take a quick break from uh, Locked on Wizards podcast right now. And when we return, we're going to talk about the same topic we talk about every podcast, playoff positioning as the Wizards are really flagging amid an Eastern Conference uh, full of foes that are totally blooming and what that will mean once the postseason actually starts and if the, the Wizards can jump out of their, their snooze fest. So stay tuned in for Locked on Wizards. Uh, Brandon Wynn and Noah Getzel are coming right back. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, welcome back to Locked On Wizards. I'm here with Brandon Nguyen, whose uh, Twitter name is 45 underscore N-G-U-Y-E-N. And Brandon, by the way, my Twitter name is Noah underscore Gessel. Brandon, let's look at some of these winning streaks that the Wizards are not <laughs> enjoying right now in the Eastern Conference. So, Sixers can't be stopped, even without Embiid. They've won 11 in a row. Uh, they might hit 50 wins for a season. They have, like, a cakewalk rest of their schedule. And then uh, the Cavs are at four in a row. Boston, without Kyrie, six six wins in a row. And Indiana, a team that seemed like the Wizards are much better than, and I still think they would beat in a playoff series, are, uh, what are they, F- five, they've won five in a row. And for the first time in what seems like forever, the Wizards have dropped below the Miami Heat. They might not win this division title, the coveted division title anymore. Wizards are in seventh place. What's your reaction to that? Are you, are you, you can't be surprised by the way the, way the Wizards have played, but it's, it's unbelievable that they've been knocking on the door for third for so long, and now they're in seventh. Yeah. Actually, before I go into that, it, make, uh, it makes me really sad that the Sixers are approaching 50 wins in their first season as being a really good team, whereas the Wizards haven't been able to, I don't know, kind of break through that 50-win thresholds ever since what, the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really frustrating. Well... <laughs> I mean, this... It seems like their players have, I don't want to say better chemistry because the Wizards move the ball really well sometimes and, you know, John Wall is one of the most unselfish players there is, but it just seems like they're happier playing together, <laughs> maybe, like, more frequently than the Wizards because anytime like, they lose, the Sixers are like, all right, we're all going to band together, like, this is a growing experience, we're young, we're learning, whatever. The Wizards, whenever they lose, they're just really frustrated and they like kind of repackage the, the same cookie-cutter lines that it just all goes silent, which is understandable. And it's like, you know, we gave no effort tonight, and that's every other game. So it's, it's just a weird scenario, and I think they're mm, two teams on different trajectories. I would say the Wizards are kind of standing still, whereas the sky's the limit for Philadelphia. Who would you rather have at this point? 
like Joel Embiid or any player on the Wizards if you were to start a franchise? Right now, I would go with I'll go with anybody on the Wizards, namely John Wall, mainly because I I don't know we don't know if Ben I mean, given Embiid's um, injury history, we don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy long term. I mean, mm-hmm. I hope he does, but same question for John, right? It's same question for John, but John has had a couple healthy seasons under his belt. Yeah. I mean, this would be quite a start. Or I guess he played like 30 games last year, uh, Embiid did, but this would be quite a start to the rest of his career after the injury bug kept biting him. Same thing happened for Beal, I guess, you know. He he started off with all these uh, truncated seasons after injury, and now, you know, he has a chance to play all 82 this year. He only missed, I've got to double check, it was probably like 10 games or so last year. So it looks like he's turned the corner in terms of getting healthy, but I... I don't know. What do you think would happen if the Wizards ended up facing, uh, if the Wizards, you know, became number six seed to end the season with, what, four or five games left? Five games left, I believe. And then, oh no, it's just four, actually. Yeah, we've got the Cavaliers on Thursday, and then hosting the the Hawks on Friday, then just two more games the following week against the Celtics and Magic. So, let's say the Wizards get six, Philly moves up to third seed, where do you think that that series would go? Uh, I think I don't think the Wizards are going to win are going to beat the Sixers in a playoff series. What? I, I mean, I, yeah, the Sixers are a young team, but we can't like they can't guard the paint whatsoever. They it's going to be a super highway to the basket for <laughs> Simmons and Embiid whenever they get the ball. Would you have said the I same mean, thing if the Wizards just beat the Rockets tonight? Would you still say the Sixers would oust them in the series? I doubt it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, as talented as Philadelphia is, I I just have some semblance of faith that the Wizards are still a playoff-tested roster. And, you know, some of these newcomers in the East, the Pacers, the Sixers... Uh, the Bucks, um, for sure. I just don't think the Wizards would be scared at all, and I think you know they would take care of business, even if it involved taking Paul Pierce out of retirement, putting him back in a Wizards uniform. He looked, he looked good I, 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 in those Monument jerseys, right? I think yeah, so. Would, it's not yeah. too late. I mean, I would, I, mean, I would agree with you if it was, it was last year or 2015. But I don't know something about this team. It just seems different this year. Like they're not going to be able to. I don't know, flip the switch going into the playoffs because yeah. they have no momentum to to work with. They haven't been a good defensive team all year, and they've never at any point in the season have been able to play with any consistency for a, a long period of time. I think that's a great point in terms of the ability to flip the switch because we saw that all the time last year where the Wizards would be like, coming out really sluggish, probably against, you know, a team like the Orlando Magic or someone who's no good, and all of a sudden the Magic would go up, like, six points at halftime or something, and it's just like, what are you doing? What are the Wizards doing? And then all of a sudden they would just turn on the Jets and, you know, have one of those runs where they force six straight turnovers and score, you know, some transition threes and alley-oops, and all of a sudden that six-point deficit turns into, like, a 13-point advantage. And, of course, it, you know, they're, they're the Wizards, so it would get a little bit close in the final quarter, go down to, like, seven points or whatever. But they, I mean, 
like last year wasn't incredibly different, but I feel like there were more games in the clutch that the Wizards were able to close out, where it's been very rare this year. I guess they they had that double overtime win against the Celtics, uh, the B team Celtics. <laughs> but I I think I don't know, man. It's it's true. They can't just turn it on. They think that the, they can turn it on at any point, and everyone kind of has the Wizards' number now. And it's it's just not. It's you know it is the same team, but I mean Wall's not as healthy. And it's not the same team because everyone expects it now. It used to be like, okay, the Wizards catch people by surprise. All of a sudden, when someone's sleeping on them, Beal hits, you know, four threes. Porter's knocking them out down. Ubre comes up with this, you know, like a fast break dunk or something like that. And now it just seems like that's expected, and everyone's kind of game plan for that. It's it's rough. It's disappointing when you can kind of see the the peak of the mountain and you don't know. If you're gonna get over, if the mountain's gonna keep growing when you see all those clouds up there, and you, it feels like you just reached the summit and you can stay there or only slide down. Yeah, I agree. And the only and the only reason why the Wizards were able to kind of flip the switch last year was because John Wall, Bradley Beal were playing the best basketballs of their careers. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those close games that you mentioned last year, Wall was a Wall was able to kind of take over the game and close those games out. But this year, you know, he's been hurt all year, and Beal hasn't been able to kind of step up in that role and take it and take over games. No doubt. Well, I guess although it's a disappointing note, it's kind of a good breaking point because I, I guess we we finally got to the root of it and discovered what the issue is in terms of inability to just kind of put the the pedal to the metal and finally, you know as you mentioned, just close a game out or show that it factor that makes other teams scared. It, nobody's scared of the Wizards right now. They're probably scared. I mean, they're not scared, but there are a lot, a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference are, are looking scary right now. Washington is not one of them. Well, Brandon, I think uh, that'll wrap things up for Locked On Wizards podcast. Um, thanks so much for joining, and you guys can listen to Locked On Wizards podcast every day. You can check us out Um on Twitter, on LockedOnWizards.com. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher. And finally, you can check us out on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net station uh, every Monday, Wednesday, whoops, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern. So, um, good night. Let's hope for a better performance against the Cavs tomorrow night. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Thursday. So they get a bit of a rest before the... The home and away, or away road and road and home back to back. Yeah, I I have no faith in the Wizards, but I think that's I think that's when the Wizards kind of perform best. Once everyone counts them out a little bit, and they're like, okay, the Wizards can't win a game. They can't be the weakest opponent. That's when they go ahead and they're like, oh, actually, we're better than the Cavaliers. What are you talking about? And then lose the next game to the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> that's my prediction. Just saying, you know, it's kind of the season that it's been for Washington. Cool. Well, thanks again, Brandon, and have a good night, guys.
Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.